Welcome to the Athens Collective. Welcome, one and all, to the Athens Collective, based at the University of Athens. This week, we have an anonymous short story, poem. I'm kind of unsure about this one. doesn't really have a description. All it says under the title is, Let Go. Well, anyway, here we go, I guess. Everything Ends, submitted by Anonymous. Time is a human construct. This is well known. It's how we keep track of events and lives and short stories. We use clocks to keep us on time for things, though there is an inevitability in that ticking. An end that we are all slowly making our way closer and closer to, whether we acknowledge it or not. There will always be an end. An end to a friendship, an end to an event, an end to a period of time, an end to a life. Everything ends. It may seem like this is a really easy conclusion to come to. Maybe it is. But the understanding of this conclusion is a different story. Not too long ago, I went on a small trip with my family, or so I remember. We went up to the mountains behind the town. I recall someone being adamant about going to see St. Mary's Glacier. Not really sure who it was, though. I wasn't too excited about the horror ordeal Spending a large amount of time with family was never my so-called cup of tea, but I went anyway. Maybe there was a part of me that was holding out some hope for a good memory or something. If so, I think I might have gotten that. The ride was really gorgeous. I made sure to open the windows to get that beautiful, fresh mountain air. Away from the town air... The trees flooded my view, completely disconnected me from the town, and the earbuds in my ears completely disconnected me from the rest of the people in the car. The nature of these drives always filled me with such serenity. Ever since I was a kid, it just feels so vast and never-ending, 
It's like an ocean, just better smelling and above ground. I closed my eyes. All I wanted to do was pause time and revel in this feeling. But I guess I must have fallen asleep. There's a small hike that you need to take to get to the really beautiful part of the glacier. It's about 10 minutes and it's quite steep. The hike itself isn't the most visually appealing, but it's still its own kind of beautiful. It's also a clearly well-wandered path. When you get to the top and see the glacier itself, that's when the true beauty begins. By this point, I wasn't really paying attention to the family, and they were nowhere in sight, so I just assumed that they went wandering on their own. I was the only one there, or at least I couldn't see anybody else. There was a small spot I found directly in front of the glacier. There was a rock directly in the middle. It looked like it was made to sit on. At the time, I just figured it was because a lot of people had previously sat on it. Not quite sure about that anymore. Anyway, I made my way over, and I sat on this stone. No one around, the sun glistening on the white of the glacier ahead. It was as if I was put in a trance, unable to move, just sitting there and imagining the history of this place what it had witnessed. Have you ever just sat and just looked at something that old? The thousands and thousands of years this glacier had survived. The sun beating down on it day after day. People coming up to gaze at its glory. After a while, I think, I realized I had nothing really changed. I didn't know how long it had been, but I didn't see anyone. Everything felt oddly still. I, I got up to walk around. If no one was around, I couldn't get in trouble for scaling the glacier, right? I made my way to the sides of the glacier, trying to find a good path up to the summit of the glacier didn't look that far, and I could see the top. I figured it wouldn't take more than half an hour to make my way up. Hopefully, by the time I got back, the family would be ready to get home. So I started climbing. At first, it was just like any other hike. It was a little difficult at some points, but that's expected, as it's a steep and slippery glacier. <laughs> um... I got further and further up, started to feel as if I hadn't been moving at all, like no time had passed, and I was still at the very bottom of the glacier, though what I was looking at completely betrayed this feeling. In front of me was the snowy side of the glacier, while behind me the cloudy sky went on for miles. I couldn't see much above or below below me due to an increasing amount of fog, which was odd. It was a warm day. I was sure that the glacier didn't get tall enough to make its way into the clouds. 
But they get but then again, what do I know about any of this? Despite mentally feeling like I hadn't moved a bit, my body started to feel increasingly exhausted. At this point, I felt as if it wouldn't get I wouldn't get to the top at this rate, especially if I was getting this tired. And I didn't hear anyone calling for me. I figured if I took a small rest, I'd be able to get back down in time. So I found a place to sit and take a breather. Quickly started to feel that same loss of time that I felt in the car and on the rock. I closed my eyes for a second, and I truly wasn't prepared for what I'd see when they opened. It was dark out. Not completely. The stars and the moon were bright and sparkling in the sky. But it was nighttime. And it hadn't been just moments ago. It was also at the very bottom of the glacier. I was sitting exactly where I'd been sitting before I decided to go up the glacier. I hadn't moved for hours, maybe longer. My body was still exhausted, like I hadn't gotten any rest. But I must have, right? It was dark out. Everything was still, eerily unmoving. I looked around, there was no one. It was utterly empty space, unmoving. Still. Ending. I decided to go to the car, see if anyone was there, if anyone was waiting. The car was still there, but it wasn't as I had left it. We had come up in my mom's car. But the car that was left in the parking lot was mine. There were no other cars, no other sign of life. The car looked untouched. The huge mess created by my family on the trip up was nowhere to be seen. Maybe I had come up here on my own. Maybe I just lost track of time. I got in the car and headed home for the night. It was a long drive, and I fully crashed when I got home. I would figure things out in the morning. I woke up and immediately made myself a cup of coffee. But as I did, I realized. My house was completely organized, everything in place, which wasn't too odd. But everything was also covered in a thin layer of dust. But I was only gone for a day. I decided to text my mom, see where she was, see what she remembered, but the text never went through. Her number was discontinued, so were the numbers of every family member I remembered going on that trip. I needed to go on a walk, so I made my way to campus to walk my favorite path. 
Everywhere I walked, it felt like eyes were following me. Everyone stopped and stared at me. I couldn't shake this horrible, eerie feeling until someone from one of my classes came up to me and asked me where I'd been. I explained that I'd just gone up to the glacier for a day, and they looked at me like I was insane. They said that I'd been gone for an entire year. I spent weeks researching, trying to understand what had happened. All I got were police reports and lost person flyers. When I searched for my family, nothing ever came up. No one remembered them. There were no explanations, but everything was gone. Time moved on without me. And one of the greatest parts of my life had ended without me. <sighs> After a shit ton of therapy and a good amount of time had passed, I decided to visit the glacier again. I drove for hours on end, and I could never find it again. The map point was saved on my phone, but otherwise, it didn't exist. I guess in the end, the glacier didn't survive as much as I thought it had. There was an end to the glacier, just as there was an end to my family, and an end to that phase of my life. The time continued to move, and the clock continued to tick, and I understood. Everything ends, whether we want it to or not. Someday, the clock will stop ticking, and everything think I was expecting that one. <laughs> um, especially being the second submission. Well, anyways, um, I feel like I've heard of this St. Mary's Glacier before, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's nowhere near U of A's campus, or this town, or even in, I, I don't think it's even in the state. <laughs> um, yeah. This one's weird. Feels like it's supposed to be nonfiction. Like this happened to someone. But it's written like fiction. I'm sure this can't be real, though. It's so some kind of horror story, maybe? Maybe a creepypasta? I don't really know, but I think it's really well written, regardless. It definitely gave me the chills, though. Yeah, <laughs> probably not a good idea to read this one late at night in the dark, right? <laughs> Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this one this week. I think I might need to find some warm drink and some cuddles to calm myself down from this one. Might even do some research about it. Feels 
familiar somehow? So I was planning on just ending the episode there, but I couldn't let go of this sense of familiarity. I did some research, and it looks like St. Mary's Glacier is somewhere in Colorado. Um, about 20 years ago, a student went missing from Uni of Athens. Um, and some articles in the campus paper started reporting on it. Um, and they say that they think that he went crazy because um, he kept talking about St. Mary's Glacier. So, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, I guess I kind of just wanted to update you guys on that, but, um, until next time, I guess. See you guys next week. Hope you have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Athens Collective. For more content, you can go to Instagram at the Athens Collective, and you may submit collaboration ideas or your own stories to theathenscollective.mcohen at gmail.com.